Welcome to episode 53 of the Brilliant Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz. I'm joined as always by my co-host, the man, the myth, and always a legend, Aaron Riley. Uh, Aaron, the two of us, uh, understand of the century are down bad at the moment. Uh, the Jets coming off a 54-13 to loss against the Pats. The Eagles coming off a 33-22 loss against the Bonafide Scrub and the Raiders. Uh, I had to chuckle there a little bit when I was saying the Jets score because I still could not believe that we let Mac Jones, Mac and Cheese, score 54 points. Um, I kind of know how you're doing already, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Um, how are you today, my friend? Uh, it's not only did my college team absolutely break my uh, weekend yep. and down. Um, obviously, the the Eagles is just the Eagles are the Eagles right now, uh, as far as just being mediocre. And uh, yeah, not a good sports weekend by by any account. I'll say that, but uh, I'm I'm willing to talk uh, willing to talk ball no matter what. Yeah, Penn State. I mean, I completely forgot. It's, Saturday seems like a million years ago. Penn State <laughs> losing in nine overtimes to Illinois. Obviously, it was salt in the wound before uh, you know Salt Bay was just dumping salt into both of our wounds on Sunday. Um, <laughs> Let's get into it. We had we had some inter podcast uh, transaction go down on Sunday, Aaron. Obviously, Zach Wilson goes down in the game. Lawrence Guy should be arrested uh, for what he did to Zach Wilson. That was an atrocity. Uh, basically, hits him low, wraps him up around the knees, twists his knee, has like a PCL or whatever loose. Wilson said his knee was loose or something, which obviously isn't great. Uh, so he's out two to four weeks. Um, so we put out the bat signal for some QB help and we, uh, go to a familiar face in Joe Flacco, always elite, still elite, um, for a conditional six round pick could be a fifth round pick depending on how much he plays. I doubt he'll play that much, but, uh, anyway, Aaron, um, it's always nice when our two teams can share in the misery and, uh, you know, help one another out. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, all of our chances to go to the Super Bowl are now lost uh, with that transaction. That that pretty much solidified uh, the Jets to probably be <laughs> the favorite in the uh, in the AFC East there. Nah, but uh, all jokes aside, yeah, just a, uh, you know, Flacco never really suited up for uh, a regular season game for the Eagles, so very very short lived. Uh, I know Flacco grew up an Eagles fan, so I don't know if he wanted to play for us. You know, at least a game or two this year, just for uh, you know. Uh, to be, you know, he's an enthusiast of the team, you know, that type of thing. Who knows if he even cares that much anymore about that type of thing. But um, yeah, back to the Jets, back to, uh, you know, uh, playing. A, I, you know, maybe he sees a couple of games there. Maybe Mike White, you know, just basically plays and, and Flacco backs him up. And then Flacco is a third string at that point. So um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, kind of interesting. You know, I didn't really see that coming, but the Jets and uh, Joe Flacco are like, uh, peanut butter and jelly, I guess they just go together. Hey, I, I don't know why we decided to go into the year this year. Mike White, for those of you who don't know, because no one knows who Mike White is besides <laughs> Jets fans, he graduated in 2016 from Western Kentucky University football powerhouse. Uh, was on the practice squad for like four years. Um, last year. Uh, backed up Darnold a little bit. Didn't see any time or backed up Flacco and Darnold, I should say. Didn't see any time because um, Joe Flacco was slinging it every time Sam Darnold got hurt, you know, with mono or a little uh, boo-boo <laughs> there that needed to be patched up. Um, he didn't play all that bad, um, but I, I think Flacco – anytime Flacco was in last year, like he almost beat the Patriots. He almost beat uh, the Rams with them last year. And we obviously know how bad the Jets were last year, and obviously they're still shitty. But um, – 
Either either way, I think Joe Flacco over Mike White, which sounds like a creative player in, in Madden, um, would be ten times better and more entertaining for me. I know obviously he doesn't know the offense. Um, he was under Adam Gase last year. This year they have the West Coast style, um, Shanahan style, so it's a little bit different. Um, but I think at this point in his career, he's probably played in many different offensive systems. They can probably just be a chameleon at this point and and jump right in and probably not skip a beat. Um, so I would probably play Flacco to be honest with you. It's it's more interesting for for a fan to probably watch Joe Flacco than tune into a Mike White game. But um, yeah, we play the Bengals this week. Uh, so, you know, I'd like to see Joe Flacco play, but either way, it's uh, it's some insurance in case Mike White, you know, gets destroyed by the Bengals defense, which will probably happen on Sunday. Yeah, I'm all for uh, playing Flacco. I mean, he doesn't have much time left in the league. I would say he's on the back nine for sure. So, um, I mean, I think he could, like you said, I mean, he was competitive in games last year. So, yeah, uh, I could see him coming in and at least making things interesting. I don't know about this coming week. I mean, that Bengals team is red hot. Um, they're playing good on both sides of the ball. It's going to be tough, but uh, I think probably Flacco gives you a better chance to win. I, I know absolutely nothing about Mike White, uh, uh, you know, other than what Daniel had told me, you know, a minute ago. That's about all I know. So, uh, that's all you need said, to know. <laughs> Yeah, with that being said, uh, you know, uh, throw Flacco in there, see what he still has. Why not? So he didn't. He, you, so you're saying he wasn't active for any game this year. He just wasn't dressed at all. No, I, I maybe I, I miss you know miss said that he was the he was second string. I mean, he didn't he didn't like, gotcha. play a single gotcha. down. I'll say that he didn't play a single down uh, other than the preseason. So gotcha. Um, you know, we're we're paving the way for Gort, for uh, Gardner Minshew. I think that's that's what Shit, I forgot you had Minshew. Do you still have Nick Mullins too? No, long gone. Long gone. Okay, my God, I completely forgot you guys had Minshew, but that makes that makes more sense. So Joe Flacco was expendable, uh, which is why Joe Douglas goes out and gets him. Like I said, I'm not sure why we go into the year with two quarterbacks who had yet to throw an NFL pass in a game, and Mike White actually threw a touchdown to Davis and like didn't look terrible, but um, I would be lying if I told you I didn't turn the game off early because the Patriots ended up scoring 54 points. So uh, really there was no need for me to watch anymore. And the Giants game was on uh, where I live. So it was more fun um, seeing Sam Donald's blockheaded face on the sideline, getting benched for PJ Walker in a 25 to three uh, clunker. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a full Joe Flacco update. We'll tell you how he looks in the sidelines uh, next week, to say the least. Yeah. You, you might want to pull that. I know you have a Joe Flacco Jersey somewhere. You knock the uh, I should get one. Uh, <laughs> probably will. Probably will do more this year than Darnold ever did for the Jets. Um, so Amen. I, I probably I have a Darnold jersey. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> should probably throw it out or use it as toilet paper. Um, but yeah, I definitely should get a Flacco jersey. Um, all right, before we get to Darnold, that was a little teaser. We're not going to pile on him just yet. Uh, I do want to get to the Eagles game. Um, kind of get a State of the Union. Get a little recap from Aaron. Uh, this is my pick of the week. Um, spoiler alert, I went 0-3 on my picks. Aaron went 1-3, so he takes the crown as uh, the best picker uh, for this podcast this week. Hopefully next week I can rebound. But, uh, Aaron, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's get into it. How are, uh, what are your thoughts on, on the Eagles from, from this past week's game? Yeah, just an abysmal – I mean, just a, another terrible game, I'll be honest with you. Um, I did. I stopped watching this game. I actually went to the gym. I was so frustrated. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I can't sit in this house any longer. I'm going to go just mad. Just pumping weights, just thinking about Jalen Hurts. 
<laughs> yeah, like uh, I I wanted to just throw the weights through through the uh, the mirror there at Planet Fitness. I, I probably would have got kicked out, so I didn't do that. But uh, one alarm. <laughs> Um, yeah, just a, a bad game all around. I mean, defense absolutely got waxed. I mean, they, they made Derek Carr look like Joe Montana out there. I mean, he's, he's 31 for 34, a 323, two touchdowns. The pick was just a ball that the, the running back, I think it was uh, Drake on that play. I could be wrong. Kenny Drake, yeah. Uh, it hit off his hand when he went to, to try and catch that. So, uh, tipped ball interception. I mean, the game started out pretty well. I mean, we, we marched down the field, bang, 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 you know, ran the ball three or four times on that opening dra- uh, drive, wow. which was a shock. Different for uh, Sirianni. <laughs> uh, something must have got, you know, maybe he, he hit the casino and, and something got, you know, somebody put it, something in his drink or he, he did some illegal drugs out there. God knows what. But, uh, yeah, something got into him to where he wanted to run the, the ball. juice box beforehand. <laughs> Dude, it's something, something. I mean, I don't, I don't think he had any highlighters on him this week either. So I don't even know if it's Nick Sirianni. It could really? be, it could be a stunt double. It could be like a, a twin brother we don't even know about. But uh, yeah, but you know, just after the first quarter, after the first drive that they they went right down the field. I mean, it it turned ugly pretty quick. That second quarter, the Raiders scored 17 points unanswered. Um, we had no, absolutely no answer for them on defense. I mean whether it be the run, the pass, uh, it, it was just – it was abysmal. It, it was like watching a team that, that wasn't prepared once again. Um, like I said, I, I kind of stopped watching. When it got to 17-7, I knew I just – I there was no momentum on offense at all. Um, the Eagles don't don't score it until the fourth quarter then. They put up 15 in the, in the fourth quarter. But um, too little, too late. It felt like the Buccaneers game again, like where it's like – all right, the defense is going to sit back and kind of give you yards. And, 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 you know, they can march down the field that way. But other than that, it, it's – and then, of course, Miles Sanders gets injured the, the, the one t- the one, uh, one game they actually try and use him. So, uh, it's just a bad year. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if Sirianni makes it out alive after the season. It all depends on, you know, how the, how the owner feels about him. But guy doesn't look exactly prepared. I, I would – I had much higher expectations for this team than two and five through seven weeks. Um, I think being 500 is more so realistic and where they should be um, at the very least. But I know the roster is depleted, um, but I think a lot of it comes down to coaching and, and a lot of it comes down to uh, just, you know, Jalen, Jalen Hurts still running for his life, no matter who the, is in for the offensive line. And, and everybody says this line isn't that bad, but every time I watch it, it it's like, yeah, they don't they don't know how to uh, pick up a blitz package to save their life, to, to be honest with you, either. So uh, just another another rough day. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know where we go from here. We we play the Lions this week who put up a, a fight against the Rams. So I really don't I, th- there's no game that I feel confident about anymore because coming into this game, I thought, you know, Darren Waller's out. Um, you know, it, there was an opportunity here. And, and once again, you know, it's just we, we don't put a full, complete football game together. It's, we'll have a good quarter or a good half, and that's about it. So uh, if you're thinking about changing coaches, Aaron, there's a coach out there uh, revered by fans everywhere. I think former Super Bowl champion, uh, offensive mind, worked with some of the great offensive minds uh, ever. Uh, in uh, in Doug Peterson, 
Um, what, what would be your thoughts about bringing him in to, to coach the Eagles? <laughs> I, I can't say that it didn't work before. So um, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be against it at this point. I really, I, there's, there's rumblings that, that Eagles fans want that to happen just because, you know, Eagles fans are, they, they go, you know, zero to a hundred so fast. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I like Sirianni as a, as a, he's an entertaining guy. He's uh, he's different. I, I I'll say that like he's, there's never a dull moment, but right. the guy is just, he might be in over his head with everything. If he was, I'm not even going to say if he was offensive coordinator, because then we wouldn't run the ball at all. So that wouldn't work either. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I Maybe he, he gets one more year after this one. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously, the, the Wentz contract comes off the books this year right. after the season. So uh, I think this offseason is really make or break for Howie Roseman, a, a guy that's overstayed his welcome, in my opinion. Uh, yep. He should be a guy that does – purely the finances, uh, the number crunching, cause he can, he can orchestrate the cap pretty well, but he can't, he can't, uh, he's not good at roster construction and he's horrible at drafting, whether that be the owner and him or, or just him or, or just the owner, whatever it is, it's, it's a mess. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, this draft is going to be, Aaron and I are going to be insufferable when it comes to this draft. You guys are going to have three first round picks. We're going to have two first round picks. Like, I mean, your confidence level with with Howie picking three <laughs> top fifteen potentially first rounders, like it's got to be in the gutter at this point, right? Oh, I, I'm, it's like I'm I'm supposed to be excited, and then I remember who our GM is, and I'm like, should yeah. I be excited? Like Dra- and- draft picks, like for me, I mean, with like any sport, but specifically with the Jets, have always like obviously last year having two first rounders, you know, having you know picking Darnell number three, picking Sanchez five back in the day, like. Having enough draft picks is always like so promising as a fan, but when you realize these teams are bad because of their lack of of drafting like decent players in that history, like it's just it's always like that little demon that lurks in the back of your mind of like the hope is there, but then you know that like a storm cloud is going to come and like wash it all away. So I, I, I'm kind of with you there. I, I feel the same thing. I mean, three first round picks. I think you just hope that you can hit on one of them and, and kind of go from there. Like your team, that's a lot closer to, to being a contention than, than I am. Um, so we need a lot more and hopefully they trade like at least one or two, you know, talk about the jets. Hopefully they trade at least one or two of those picks, to like recruit some more capital for like the second and third round. But um, my, my point is we're both down bad when it, when obviously there's hope of having, you know, five first round picks between the two of us uh, between the two teams, in the next draft, but just knowing that you have to hit on those fucking picks to like, be good and that's something these franchises haven't done uh you know in a few years at least for for us yeah yeah to to wrap that up it's it's i don't know man i don't i don't know where we go from here i the only way pretty much i would say for both of us is up but uh there's still a lot of football to be played and it it's just i don't don't, i'll say this i don't look forward to it right now at all i really don't look forward to watching my team or, or participating in any of that so yeah, no, there's a lot of football to, to be played. I think because there's only one game a week, football is like – and there's only 17 games a season. So football week to week is always the most overreact. Yeah, it's a sport where fans have the most overreactions and hot takes, obviously. That's what like fuels shows like first take, first things first, and, and other mindless television. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, 
obviously this week sucked for both of us, but fortunes can turn around in a second. Me being a Jets fan, I know our fortunes won't turn around at all, especially with our quarterback being out. But I just want to let you know that if you guys beat the Lions this week, you know, who knows after that, get one win under your belt. Keep it going from there. This is just Dan being very optimistic. Um, but one team I'm very pessimistic about is the Carolina Panthers. Um, overreaction city uh, after this team goes 3-0. and um, <laughs> After this team goes 3-0, Aaron, the next four games, what happens to the Panthers? What they do? Absolutely fall off a cliff. Um, Sam Darnold is now – I don't know if he'll play this week, but he was yanked in this one against a, a, an absolutely terrible, abysmal, trash, garbage Giants team that uh, has. I mean, I don't. I don't even think Daniel Jones is that bad. I'll be. I'm, maybe I'm. No, he's pretty good. I think we talked about that last week where we we yeah. kind of came to the rescue of Daniel Jones. I, that kid can play. I mean, he's not bad. Uh, that team is horrible, though. There's there's no reason why you should have like three points. Uh, against a, a New York Giants football team that that just is not very good at all in defense. So Sam Darnold back to the old ways. I, I saw this coming a mile away. I, I never never was a believer in him. I think his best days are in college, and that will be the way it's, it stays. Uh, guy just like I'll go back to that game where he played New England and, and he was seeing ghosts. That, that I feel like that's just how he is. He's he's like skittish sometimes. He's a deer in the headlights. He's He's all over the place. His accuracy, you know, can vary week to week. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I forget his contract situation and, and what the Panthers have him for. I I know they're not. They resigned him, or they extended his contract. I should say. How long? Do you know how long that? Uh, so this year was his fifth year option. I think through next year as well at like twenty five million, like a decent chunk. Of, like they're they're stuck with him for next year, basically. See, like unless I, they can find, unless they like cut them, but then they're dealing with like so much dead money. See, before I give a guy like that twenty five million, like he has not proven really anything in this league. I, no, I, no, he hasn't. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. Kinda I, like you, kind of like they kind of had to do that though, because if you're trading, you know, a second round pick and all this other stuff for a guy, like if he comes into your building without a contract, like settlement of like, hey, I'm here for this year, but what am I doing, like? Beyond that, you kind of like for peace of mind for your fan base, for him, for your team, you kind of have to know he's your guy. And it's a massive, it's a massive gamble, and it's obviously not paying off after three three weeks. You know, the first three weeks of the season, you could have said it was paying off, but uh, it's looking to be one of like the worst quarterback decisions uh, in like recent memory. And that's not even exaggerated. I'm not trying to like exaggerate because we obviously know my history with with Sam, but it's it's looking to be like catastrophic and like setting back this because this franchise has so many good players like your defense is nasty McCaffrey obviously went healthy Anderson DJ Moore we talked about how good this team is every single week outside of Darnold like they have Stefan Gilmore now who's probably going to play next week uh it's just it's just crazy how much a quarterback can affect a team in their performance but it, in in that it's also very important to have someone who's gonna obviously like lead you to victory instead of like you know holding you back. Yeah. No, I, I definitely hear your point, but, you know, call me crazy. I, I would have said, like, you know, trade that second-round pick. Um, you know, if you want to gamble for one year, that's what I would probably do, and then see how he plays, and then you can – Yeah, play. I would have kept Bridgewater for a year. Yeah, I probably – I mean, it's no worse. You're, I'll say that. It's, you're, you're no worse with, with Bridgewater, if not better. Bridgewater shows flashes that he – you know, he can at least play, you know, cons- 
you know, at a consistent level. But I don't know, man. Like I told you from the get-go, I was never sold on, on Sam Darnold. This is another example. He reminds me of like – he reminds me of another Sam, uh, Sam Bradford. Uh, oh, okay. Just a guy that was so, so hyped uh, to the ceiling. Everybody said he has the monster arm. He can, you know, make every throw known to man, which both these guys can. But then yeah. you put them in, in an NFL game, and it, it, for whatever reason, like it's like they're 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 thinking too much. They're deer in headlights. They're they're too stiff. I don't know what it is. I don't okay. know if it's a mental thing. It just it doesn't work. I don't think it's ever going to work for Darnold. I think he'll be a an Andy Dalton style guy, and I think Andy Dalton was probably be- a lot better actually. Uh, yeah, that's time. that's a generous compliment. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I, I don't mean to absolutely bash the guy, but I I just don't think he can play. I think he's to to for him to make twenty five million next year is an absolute crime. Like there should I I would take Michael Vick at fifty five years old uh, over Sam Darnold. So um, yeah, that's just how I feel about about the two that. the two Sams just Robin franchises but i mean sam bradford i think made it like over 100 million in his career yeah like yep. a couple of good seasons and like like 17 20 acls <laughs> yeah a guy that never saw a blitz in college if you if anybody <laughs> goes back and, and watches his college highlights he he had all he could have like wound just up. a castle in front of him dude just and then he gets the heisman and like oh that was, i just i had a feeling that guy wasn't gonna be wasn't gonna i mean be in his defense he also went to like the rams which is like the worst franchise yeah, at that time. Um, but even when he went to – I mean, when he was with the Eagles and he was with, like, the Vikings, Cardinals, like, he was never that good. No, no. he Very forgettable. Very forgettable. Um, breaking news, Rule said Darnold will start next week and he will be the quarterback moving forward. His <laughs> bigger concern was his team's sense of urgency against the Giants. Um, to me, the sense of urgency starts – and finishes with your confidence in your quarterback. Um, you know, the only scoring three points is like absolutely atrocious. Like they, they, I think they scored, they had a 13 yard, 13 play drive. I think it was like a 45 yard field goal, but to start the game, a, a 13 play drive ended up with a field goal. And then to not score literally any points after that against the giants, uh, a two and five team is, is absolutely disgusting. Uh, Christian McCaffrey or no Christian McCaffrey, I, you know, it's, it's gross. Um, I've, I've, I've never been, I mean, this podcast has never been more right about a quarterback and a team, I think. And I'm, I know we've, we've talked about it every week and we're taking victory laps every week, but I'm not going to stop until he's like out of the NFL. I don't think <laughs> he's, that, that might be my limit is when he finally like leaves the NFL. I'm telling you, man, if he doesn't get it together this year, which I just, obviously it's not, it's trending in the wrong direction. I doubt he gets it together next year. If not, he loses his job at, next year at at that salary he's making. And then after that, he's probably a career backup. So uh, very short yeah. window uh, this guy has. But I think he's given been given more than than a great opportunity, at least in Carolina. You know, maybe the Jets, you know, obviously they need a lot of pieces. And, and it's right. one of those deals like, like when Wentz was in Philly, he looks terrible. You put him on a good team in Indy and he looks pretty good. So. Uh, this was kind of that, that circumstance. He gets put on a good team and, and given the opportunity, and he's done nothing but but absolutely fall apart, which I you know figured he would. It's just I don't know, man. It's, he's not the guy. I think he's like I said. I think he'll be like a career backup. I'd probably take Trubisky right, right now, right? Like if we're talking right so now. So would I, one hundred percent. So, so not not to prolong this discussion any further. I promise we'll get to some games here in a second, but you know. 
spoiler alert, there was a lot of shitty games this week, so uh, not many to, to talk about. But, like, what, what do you think they're, they do like it? I think they probably should have just drafted Justin Fields or Mac Jones and, and called it a day. I mean, they, they drafted uh, J.C. Horn, a cornerback out of South Carolina, who's been been hurt a little bit, and and they could have addressed – and they did address the cornerback position again with Stephon Gilmore, so it's not like they didn't have options like going into the season. I think drafting a corner that high is always always risky, but you, know, you probably should have drafted a quarterback there. But um, there have been whispers of Deshaun Watson and them kind of snooping around that uh, storyline and situation there. So what, where do you think is their best option? How do you, how do you see this playing out like forward? Obviously, if, you know, since we know this podcast knows the situation is obviously going to persist, um, with Darnold being shitty, but, um, how do you think they proceed? Yeah, I was, I was like trying to rack my brain to see, like, is there any, anybody else I would try and go after? Really? There's probably not, um, at this point. is a good one though. That's a, that's a good yeah, he's, a, he's another like I, I just look at it like you got to you kind of have to go balls to the wall just because of these these quarterbacks are so good now. Like you, it's like you got Herbert Mahomes, Brady, um, Russell Wilson, like the list goes on. Zach on. Wilson, Kyler, yeah. Kyler Murray, Dak, like it, it's like Zach Wilson. <laughs> hey, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's not young. yet. Not yet. It's, it's early. It's early. It's yeah. early. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, I'll put in that shitty category, though, but uh <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I, um, I don't know, man. I, I, if I'm, if I'm one of these teams, I, I've always been in the mindset, like I'm trying to like maximize like who I, like I wouldn't even got Sam Darnold in the first place. I'd rather go to, right. I'd rather go two and 14 for a season, whatever, and then get the guy I really want. Um, and like make it worth it. Now, now you put yourself in a position, you're in no man's land. You're going to probably get a, a mid first round pick unless you draft up. And I don't think anybody's going to trade for Sam Darnold uh, who has their head on straight. So I don't know um, if I like, it's what I'm trying to get at basically is if I'm the, uh, if I'm the, the Panthers at this stage, I probably just go full out for Deshaun Watson. Cause like you said, they have a good team. Uh, they're missing a quarterback. At, at least I mean obviously every team has holes but um yeah if you get if you put Deshaun Watson on that team I think it looks a hell of a lot different so yeah um I like if I'm Miami if I'm if I'm Miami or Carolina I'm, I'm you know maybe I got to give up three first round picks but um it's a guy that's kind of proven it's just can he can he stay you know good off the field can he keep his head on straight that way because if he gets in trouble off the field again it's like you just wasted a whole lot. So it, everything's a risk, obviously, you know, every day is a risk, you know, but um, I don't know. It's one of those deals where like, you got to get the right guy. You can't, you can't be trying to sign like uh, a Sam Darnold and trying to like compete for a ring. Like that's right. just, that's asinine. Like I look at the saints, like, are you going to compete with James Winston? Are you going to beat Tom Brady with James Winston? No, you're, you're never going to beat him. You'll beat him with Taysom Hill though. <laughs> hey, maybe that, maybe no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, the, the Watson situation is like interesting because I know the it was reported last week the Dolphins are still trying to kick those tires as well. I, I don't I don't think teams can really touch him with a ten foot pole right now until they figure out the resolution or the solution to his legal situation. Um, you're not like you said. I mean, the asking price from the Texans is like at least three first round picks. I think like two decent players and then some like late round picks. Um, so you're if you're potentially talking about giving away seven to eight assets from your team. I don't think you can do that realistically um, or at least sell your owner on doing that until there's a resolution 
with yeah. this legal case um, or cases, I should say. I think it's like 20 cases, which is nuts. Um, obviously, like athletes are treated differently um, as their skill and talent increases. Um, and the quarterback position is definitely no different in the NFL. And, you know, for fans and for, you know, front office people within the Panthers and, and Dolphins, respectively, I know there's a lot of chatter about two as well. Like the, the prospect of having a guy like Deshaun Watson, like in your building is, is great. But I think the blinders are on a little bit and they're not seeing the entire picture being painted and maybe. I'd have to assume that they have some inside information into his situation, obviously being around the NFL um, that fans like us do not have. Um, I just think it's not going to probably resolve itself until the end of the season. And then there's probably going to be a legitimate bidding war for his services from like, you know, Panthers, Dolphins, Broncos, you know, several teams that can need a quarterback and and might be ready to win now and and might not need, you know, all those, all those draft picks. Um, at least to be competitive with a guy like Deshaun Watson. So the point is, I, I don't think they can really do much until his cases is cases are solved. But um, I think there, I mean, once they are solved, I think there will be several, several suitors for his services. And um, I'm hoping that like someone overpays for him and gives like five first round picks. So I think that would just be like chaos. And uh, anytime there's chaos in the NFL, um, I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I think, you know, it, it could be a team we don't even, like, we haven't even thought about that goes out. You know, maybe it's, like, the Saints. Like, you never know what – Could be the Eagles. Who knows? I, I they've I know they've rang the phone to try and, uh, you know, try and make that happen. I, I wouldn't – I definitely wouldn't be against it from what I heard, though, is he kind of, like, vetoed that whole uh, – like, he doesn't want to play in Philly. So, uh, if he – if he if that turns out to be true or, or if that, you know – uh, people find that out i'll probably forever root against them but uh <laughs> yeah it, it's you're not really what what's interesting to me is like you're not really hearing a lot about his case at all like i don't know if it's right it, i don't know when like the you know everything is coming down the wire for that but uh it's been really really quiet on on that front i would say very quiet um also who's been very quiet is is patrick mahomes and his Kansas city chiefs Oh, uh, also one of my picks that lost this week was I, I picked the Chiefs Titans to go over 57. Uh, didn't even go over 30, uh, 27 to three. Um, the Titans wax them. Uh, since the since the Jets lost, the Titans have won three in a row. So um, if your team's looking to looking to get right, just lose to the Jets and you'll be uh, good to go after that. But um, I, I do think this loss is, is probably more on the Chiefs than it is on the Titans being like dominant. I mean, we talked about it last week with the Titans coming into Buffalo and beating them. Um, they are going to get up for a big game and, and they're probably not going to get up for like a smaller game. So um, this is a classic case of, of that. Obviously uh, these two teams have been sort of like the crop of, of the NFL these past couple of years. And I think everyone, including us, we've talked about the chiefs a little bit, thought the chiefs uh, would be, you know, back to normal. I mean, after the first couple of weeks, obviously shake off a couple of cobwebs, Talk about a team like the Packers. They lost to the Saints 38-3 to in the first game. They've won every single game since then. Um, so I think we've expected uh, somewhat of a Chiefs turnaround um, to that nature, to that effect since then. Um, and we really just haven't seen it. Um, for the people who were saying that Mahomes is a bust, Mahomes is done, like he's turned the page in his career, he got his money, and he's, he sucks now, like that is just absolutely asinine, I think. He's going through a couple things right now. Not every week, every season is going to be perfect um, over the course of like a 15 to 20 year NFL career, which he will end up having. Um, and I think it's one of those cases. I mean, obviously they've had a phenomenal 
uh, two to three seasons, including that Super Bowl and then um, last year's Super Bowl run. Uh, so maybe it's just a, a classic case of some veterans, you know, uh, meeting, you know, getting tired, et cetera, you know, trying to be stagnant and things like that. Um, and obviously the defense needs to be fixed. I don't know how it's going to get fixed, but it needs to be, needs to be fixed. And um, who knows, maybe this offense can get things going once uh, our boy, Josh Gordon gets into things. Flash Gordon will be back uh, on the scene, hopefully here soon. Um, but yeah, for them to only score three points in any game, I think is very shocking. Um, and I didn't, I didn't watch this game, but just reading a couple of tweets, um, reading some stories, obviously taking a look at the box score, um, just to see them only, only score three points is absolutely mind boggling considering the talent, um, they have on offense and, um, yeah, 27 points. I don't think is, is that crazy for that defense to give up, especially when your offense is giving the ball back every couple minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, do do we think that the Chiefs are are like are are these the Chiefs or are we like when when can we expect like this dramatic turnaround to like finally happen for them? Yeah, um, obviously got outplayed in, in really every facet of that game. I mean, it, it this week um, coming up they play the uh, the Giants, and then after that, I mean, it gets it gets pretty brutal for the Chiefs. It's you play the Packers, Raiders, Cowboys. Broncos, Raiders again, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals. I mean, it doesn't get easy, really. So, um, yeah, I could see them rattling off some wins. I mean, maybe they beat like a Raiders team, possibly. Um, Cowboys is going to be tough. That That's a matchup problem for their defense. I know it's going to be um, with all those weapons. But I, I don't know, man. It's This might be a year where they're, they're down. I, I, I don't know if they – they might go in a little run, but I don't know if they fully get it together. And in a division such as the one they're in, uh, right. it's extremely tough. I mean, obviously you got the the Raiders and the Chargers. You got to keep up with. I, I, Broncos are probably going to you know falter around five hundred, if not you know be less than you know be be a little worse than five hundred there. So um, I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't know if they make the run this year. I I'd be interested to see what you think as far as. Uh, you know, that division goes, but I, I'm not my, my trust is not, or like my confidence level is not very high right now with, with that team, especially with the defense being as bad as it is. And, and then you see Mahomes only score three points. Like it's, it's, it's been like multiple weeks now. It's really been a month of this. You're kind of seeing the team not play up to their potential or even close. So. Yeah, it's uh that that division is like crazy. Um, I mean, obviously the Raiders are are outperforming expectations this year. Um, the Chargers, I mean, yeah, coming off that loss from from last week against the Ravens, obviously not not the best spot where they kind of want to be, but um, still a team that's that's slated to finish out of the Chiefs this year. So um, I think obviously the Chiefs are going to finish out of the Broncos, but you look at that division as a whole; it's already a solid division with three of the top four teams being you know, three of the best teams in the AFC. Um, so you're looking at a situation, if they do finish third in that division, they're probably looking at no playoffs. So um, to sit here on October 26, which is, you know, we're seven games into seven weeks into the season, I should say, obviously we have 10, some, some teams have nine games left. So I don't think, I'm not pronouncing them dead by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I maybe we'll raise it to DEFCON 1 or DEFCON 3, whichever one is like the least worried <laughs> I'm slightly, I'm slightly worried, but like not, not that worried if, if that makes sense. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely cause for cause for concern. Then you mentioned that that gauntlet of a schedule they have coming up. So if they can't figure it out quick, I mean, this past week was just like it's not like you can just blame the defense or just blame the offense. Like I think this past week and just proved it's like an entire team thing that's happening with them. And like I said, maybe it's a hangover of sorts or from from the past couple of seasons, and they need like a a get right game to to kind of propel them back to where they need to be. Um, but there's still a team that's like scary um, and can kind of like attack teams and come out of nowhere and beat teams by, by multiple touchdowns at any given moment. I mean, they were down, I think 24 to three at one point. I was like, Oh, like I wouldn't count them out at all. And then just to see the final score being 27 to three is like obviously kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's cause for concern yet, but I am like slightly worried and they are on my radar, I should say for, for missing the playoffs. All right. Uh, what, what other games caught your eye? Wentz obviously being good, shutting the two of us up. Uh, it was a little tough to swallow. The Ravens-Bengals game obviously was very surprising, but where do we want to take this next, Aaron? Yeah, uh, I think just because a lot of the other games were, were blowouts, um, a lot, actually a lot of blowouts this week, unfortunately, but we could, I, I, I wouldn't mind talking about the Ravens game just because I think uh, – you know, I've been one of those those people to th- to say that the the Bengals are kind of fraudulent, uh, like they were a fraudulent four and two. After watching that game, I'm a little bit more like, holy shit, this team can play. Um, Ravens got absolutely dominated, you know, on both sides of the ball. Really, um, I don't know the 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 way the Bengals uh, schemed up on defense. I think was really smart. Uh, I was watching like they. I think they played a lot of man coverage. They, they definitely kept linebackers in the middle of the field to, to try and, you know, limit Lamar. I mean, you're never going to fully stop Lamar on the ground. Right. Um, but, I mean, 12 carries for 88 yards, you'll, you'll kind of take that. I mean, you, you give him for some sure. yards. And, uh, yeah, so, obviously, um, yeah, the, the, uh, the Ravens not having uh, Tayshawn Williams was, uh, was one of those things where I think that did play it into effect. Um, but they really didn't use, like I would have used Le'Veon Bell more. They only ran him five times. I would have tried to at least. That's probably, that's probably good enough. <laughs> no, I'm but, kidding. Uh, Devonte Freeman. I, I took him to score a touchdown this game and he did. I was kind of surprised though, just cause cash money. Uh, yeah. But then I took, uh, I took, uh, Mark Andrews. And of course the one game he doesn't score a touchdown is this one. So, uh, <laughs> Whatever. The odds are probably better. I mean, probably more in your favor, like money wise for Freeman scoring than than Andrew scoring. But I feel yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They were and and if you would have told me Freeman scored but not Mark Andrews, I would have been surprised. I thought I thought right. this would be a I thought this would be either a real close, somewhat low scoring game or a shootout. And and the Ravens yep. really just the Ravens never really figured it out. Um, and Burrow had a great game. Jamar Chase is, is a absolute stud. Um, you know, I thought he would be pretty pretty good in the NFL. He he is like arguably one of the, the best receivers this this season already, and he's a rookie. So um, Joe Burrow obviously playing with him at LSU, and then bringing that to the NFL. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, that that Bengals team is is red hot and uh, even hotter than than the Ravens, which I thought the Ravens would would win this game. To be honest with you. Yeah, and, and and the Bengals. Good news for them; they have a bye week next week. They play the Jets, um, <laughs> so that's positive. Uh, no, I mean 
Do we give any credit to, to Zach Taylor? He was a guy that was firmly on everyone's hot seat and probably the favorite um, to be fired after the season, just based off of how inept he's, he's been there. Um, I mean, that seeing, seeing them just have a winning record, much less five and two. And, and obviously at the top of that division is shocking. Um, do we give credit to, to Zach Taylor at all? Or, or is this, this is pretty much on Burrow um, and some of those guys and Chase, guys like that for coming in and, and kind of changing that culture. I think, I think you have to like at least give some credit to the coach. Cause I don't think you're five and two, like despite a coach being bad, like five and two is five and two. Uh, obviously Burrow is absolutely killing it. I give that kid all the credit in the world. He comes off a torn ACL as a rookie season. So it's not yep. even like you got a full rookie campaign and then he comes in and, and just, you know, they're five and two with, with Burrow at the helm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for Burrow. He, he's he's one of those guys I think he's hard to hate. He's just like, you know, he seems relatable. He doesn't seem like a dickhead. Like, so it's no, just one great of those, kid down to earth. Yeah. Um, and, is, and, he, is he in your top 10 right now of quarterbacks? Yeah, I think he, I think he kind of has to be, honestly. Like, I, w- I was thinking about this. I was like, man, like Burrow's playing very well. Like last year, like, he had that streak of five or six games in a row, you know, throwing for 300 yards before he ended up getting hurt. Unfortunately, like I look at just some other quarterbacks, like obviously Josh Allen's there, Kyler's there, Brady's there, Rogers is there, Russell Wilson's there, Dak's there, Herbert's there, Mahomes is there. That's like seven or eight right there. I might be missing obviously a couple glaring ones. Like Staff- I'm not going to put Derek Carr there. Stafford uh, maybe. Stafford's there. That's a good one. That's that's probably nine or ten right there. I feel like Burrow is like just the cusp, like after those guys. Like he's probably somewhere from ten to fifteen, but like trending towards more like the top ten. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you would have told me like coming into the season, Lamar would have beat Mahomes, but not Joe Burrow. That's kind of a testament to to Joe Burrow, I would say at this point. Um, yeah, that's I embarrassing. Know. I didn't even, I didn't even say Lamar. That's embarrassing. I apologize, Lamar. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a running back. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, oh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, I just think. I mean, obviously the the Bengals won this game single handedly, but I, I think it's it was kind of like a, a game in which I, I I always look at the Ravens like they are so well coached. Like I can only I'm like jealous of not only like I wish Penn State was well as well coached as the Ravens are. Uh, the Eagles, not even, not even the Eagles. He wishes Penn state was better coached. <laughs> I, I just like it, it. You watch the Ravens and like, I swear to God, you could have the worst quarterback in the league, but they at least like nine times out of 10, they're going to put a, a game together where you're like, all right, I'm not ashamed to, to watch this team no matter what. And they probably, they probably would win seven games with your boy, uh, Trace McSorley at the helm. Oh, uh, t- that's how, that's how good that's how good the defense is. That's how good the coaching is. Don't don't get me started, man. That they, that kid needs some playing time. But uh, okay, no. yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> sure he does in the preseason, maybe. For, for anybody that doesn't for know, Penn though, State needs some playing time. <laughs> for, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, there's a Trace McSorley song that's absolutely hilarious, though. Uh, so definitely look that up on YouTube just for a for a laugh. Is he singing uh, it, or is a song about him? No, it's like some some white kid that like tried to make a, a rap song about Trace McSorley, but like it it blew up. And actually, they asked about him in college, and he's like, "Yeah, I heard it." Uh, just a funny a funny deal there, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I said, I can only I can only envy 
the Ravens as far as uh, like how well coached they are. So to see them get blown out is uh, is a shocker for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean that, that was probably like people were. Got, I think that was probably the game of. I think they played at one o'clock, so that was probably like the game of like the afternoon slate where people were most looking forward to like seeing and then just have that be a blowout. Like you said, there were so many blowouts and so many games that were like out of reach um, come the second half that it was a tough week overall in the NFL. Um, but Hey, I mean, I think like during this time last year during COVID uh, I mean, and like maybe a year and a half ago when the pandemic first started, I think we were all like just wanting for any sports to come back. So to put it in a frame of reference, I, I think we'll take any football um, when we can get it. Amen. All right. Uh, do we want to finish up football? Do we want to talk baseball? Where, where do you want to go next, Aaron? Um, if you want to talk, I wouldn't mind touching on, on college. I mean, I made a whole pot about the Penn state oh, yeah. game, but, uh, you know, we, we, I could touch on that for like two seconds, really. I, I'm, I'm exhausted myself of that, but I, I just want to, the reason I want to get into college is just because the big 10, like, you know, we, we talked about before it's, it's coming down to the wire. Really. These next couple of weeks are huge for, for Daniel's team, Michigan, uh, for Ohio state Buckeyes for wouldn't say my team, but you know, if I had a team, I guess Michigan would be my team. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember the high school days, man. You, you're, yeah, man. No, it's, you're a Michigan uh, guy. I, I don't forget those type of things. <laughs> uh, um, this guy is. Dude, I'm, an, I'm, I'm trying to be an encyclopedia. I try to be. <laughs> Some days are better than others, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, you got, uh, you know, really the 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 shocker of, of all, and and I hate to say it was was the Penn State game at nine overtimes, uh, a game in which uh, I absolutely want to rip James Franklin a new a new asshole <laughs> to say the least. Uh, you know, you come out, it's homecoming. Um, I watched the game as soon as like kickoff started. I like start to finish. This was like a over four hour game. Absolutely tor- torturous, Jesus. brutal. Uh, made me want to jump off a cliff, you know, ASAP. But um, yeah, it was uh, like it was one of those games where it was like they they came out so flat to start the game, and then they give up 357 rushing yards to an Illinois team, which I didn't even like give a second thought to. I was like, all right, we'll we'll. We'll cruise through this week, probably twenty-eight to seven, that type of thing. I, you know, our <laughs> offense isn't a powerhouse, but you know, we'll 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 do more than enough to win. And then it's like yeah. we're going into the fourth quarter. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, this is extremely concerning. Um, Sean Clifford, the Penn State quarterback, uh, obviously banged up. I don't care what anybody says. I don't even care what he says. Uh, after the game, he said my health wasn't a concern. He's he's literally like hunched over in pain like three or four times during the game, where I'm like. Dude, what's just, wrong with him? What what's what is injured? Uh see that's another thing they in in the Iowa game he got injured they they he got taken out in the second quarter uh and no one's talked about the injury like no one's said what it is upper no body one, lower body it, two, it's got to be lower body he had like a I don't know if he you know I should know this but I saw a leg he had a leg brace on in practice a couple times uh so I'm thinking it's like his knee, he can't he can't get out of the pocket it's like watching gotcha. uh I don't know. It's like watching Mark Brunel, if you know that name. Uh, oh, yeah. to, it's, We're back up to Mark Sanchez. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah, I know that name. He uh, he's a guy that can usually scramble. He can like he's not you know he's probably like a Darnold level scrambler. He can get out of the pocket. He can like Daniel Jones. He can get he can get out of there. He can you know get a first down with his legs. And 
this week, I mean, he couldn't even avoid a sack that you could see coming a mile away. So, um, yeah, just an absolutely atrocity of a game, a, a year in which I was ecstatic because, you know, we're in the top 10. We're undefeated going into Iowa. We lose that game because Sean Clifford gets taken out. But to not have any confidence in your backup quarterback, uh, Taquan Roberson, uh, is an absolute joke to me. I, I think you you got to – you go into Ohio State, yeah, you don't want Sean Clifford rusty. Obviously, that would be two weeks not playing because they're coming off a bye week. But um, if you put the second string in and he does enough just to win, I would be more than satisfied with that. And yeah. he didn't get a single snap in this game. And you have a, a Sean Clifford out there who's obviously banged up and, and can't even, like, get out of his own way. His, the, the ball sailing out of his hand, what, 10 feet over the receiver's heads. Like, I, I don't know what <laughs> – we got to go play Ohio State in Ohio State this week. I, I'm already like, to me, I, I've always it's enjoyed win. college. It's Dude, it, it's 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 defeating because I've always enjoyed college like more than the NFL, and and yeah. and, and now it's like I'm really like when I say a, sl- a, a a sliver of hope, that's probably not. It's like microscopic how much hope I have left for this team. So, um, in a matter of two weeks, we've gone from a team that that could possibly win the big 10 to, you know, being in the, I don't know, the Chick-fil-A, you know, bowl, whatever. Hey, nothing bowl. wrong with the Chick-fil-A bowl. <laughs> uh, Chick-fil-A uh, orange bowl. But uh, <laughs> yeah, more like the diarrhea. Uh, Boca bowl. Raton bowl. <laughs> uh, it's just, it just sucks, man. I, I you know, I don't want to have a pity party, but it, it's like, come, it's like, no. I, I feel you. Banner, banner week for our sports teams, Aaron. Just uh, how, what's uh, how many years left do we have on James Franklin's contract? That's a great question. I think it's this is either his last. I'm going to get the research department on it right now. Um, Love it. But I just want to know. How, I just want to know if if he's fired at the end of the season, are we going to be dealing with a massive like fucking buyout here, or are we like getting out scot free? Oh God. It's not what a research department in my ear telling me that uh, <clears throat> he's guaranteed 38, 38.2 million over a new six year contract that runs through 2025. So, Holy shit. so we just signed that basically. Yeah. It's not uh, like probably before COVID. I don't, it's one of those deals. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, it's just such a shame that, you know, it, it, it's, it's such a bittersweet thing. I can. Ne- it's like I can never have my cake and eat it too in any sport. I can. It never seems to happen. Uh, he's such a good recruiter. Like ever since he's come in, we've gotten like top tier talent. But if we can't produce and we can't get the job done when it matters, what what's it what's it matter? So does he um, does he call plays or does he just let his coordinators do the work? No, he he doesn't call plays. But it's like one of the, it's like I think his record three and six at Penn State since. Like coming off a bye week, I'm like, dude, like for for Christ's sakes, like we're you know we're at home, we're at home against a two and five Illinois team, like, and it's like I don't care if we you got to play your third string quarterback, like, there's more talent on our on on our team, like there's no and our defense is better, and they they get shredded for three hundred some yards rushing, right? Their their quarterback had like forty yards passing, and they win the game, so it's like. I don't know. I, and and the only other thing I don't want to stretch this out but uh stretch that, it. That uh that two point conversion rule uh like overtime after, rule. I I just think that's 
That's so confusing to me. I'm not trying to sound like salty, but to win a game, like to determine a game on who can convert a two point conversion, who can't is like, so, so I didn't see So the, the new rule, they just go back and forth converting two point conversion tries. So, so they, they'll play, they'll play two overtime, uh, you know, regular overtimes. Like there's obviously there's no kickoff, that type of thing. I, I kind of like that. I can appreciate that. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that at all. Um, I think they should start at their own 25 though and have to march down the field. I don't think they should start at the opposing 25 and just because yeah, it's like 50 or something. Yeah, maybe the 40, the 50. That, that would be no. that would be ideal. Um, but like you're basically you're already in field goal range unless you get sacked or like lose right. 15 yards or something. But right. Um, yeah, I would I would do it like at the 25 yard line of your own your own part of the field. And just play it that way. Uh, I like the no the no clock is cool. I like that. You know, there's a play clock, obviously, but no, like that. I like that idea. Um, each team gets a possession. I like that. But now, now it's like the third overtime, and 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 further, uh, furthermore, it's just I think they line up on the ten or the maybe it's the no, it is the five. I think, and Jesus it's Christ. it's just a two point conversion, trial after trial after trial. And I'm watching this game, and and. It was like Illinois is officially a bunch of bitches because they every oh. time, every time they would uh, I I don't blame them for doing this but I, I, now I have to low key hate them for this game so uh, every time they'd win the uh, they they do like a a coin toss or whatever for for the overtime like they'd go opposite of Penn State soon section so it's like oh they'd be I flipping mean, the field every single overtime it was like they had to soft. Mark all their people down the field then the next overtime they're going back up this way then this way then I'm how just, many coin tosses were there like seven yeah three to nine six so there were six there were six Jesus overtimes Christ. after the after the regular overtime so oh my god i uh i was just losing my mind it's just it's so defeating man but anyways what a game we'll uh we'll move forward i mean michigan rolled northwestern uh a couple of people i i you know follow with with college said this was going to be a close game. I didn't think it was going to be, uh, it wasn't at all. Uh, I, I would say that's a notable game. I'd say that the pit pit over Clemson pits actually a pretty good team this year. Their quarterback is actually like in the Heisman running. Uh, yeah, he'll be, he'll be drafted like first round. I think. Yeah. He, I, I watched, I watched a couple like, here and there game, like halves and things like that. It's uh it's Pat Bostic. Yeah. Oh, shout, shout out to 35 year old Pat Bostic. But, uh, Pat no. Bostic was uh, he was a senior, or he was he was a quarterback for Man Untouchable High School. Aaron and I went to, and he was like my sister's age, so like a few years older, like a decent amount of years older than us. Um, but he like left school early to go to Pitt to like start there. He's like really the tenth best quarterback in the state, or something, um, and ended up like not playing for them like very much, or like flamed out after like a year or something. <laughs> that's like our that's like our high school's claim to fame. Him and him and Jim Furyk. <laughs> Yeah, Jim Furyk's definitely like on the map more so than than really anybody, I would say. The Gallagher brothers. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a, I saw the, the ones in the majors. Uh, is it Cam Gallagher? Yeah. Royals. Cameron's playing catcher for the Royals. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty badass. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I just the, those couple games. I mean, Michigan's Michigan looks pretty good. Cincinnati barely beat Navy, uh, which was kind of a shocker. But um, yeah, that. That top 10 is kind of all over the place to a certain extent. Alabama jumps up. Um, 
Yeah, Wake Forest is 13th in the nation. I, it's a weird year. It's definitely uh, – but uh, these next – really the, the only thing I want to touch on is these next couple of games are just going to play out. Uh, the biggest for it for the Big Ten, the for for the seeding for the, you know, we'll see what happens. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really, I'm a huge college football fan. Like that's like my bread and butter. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but just a really really disappointing week, more so than any Eagles game this entire season. Bread and butter. Um, we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk more college football. I didn't know Aaron was such a savant. We'll have to uh, sprinkle in more of the coverage. Maybe it's because it's on Saturdays. Like, I'm not thinking about anything for the week. Like, it's just like it's, yeah. it's Saturday. It's, it's I don't know. I, I just always, I enjoy the atmosphere. It's like, it's just different. But um, another another atmosphere we can get into is uh, Daniel's favorite uh, MLB team plays tonight, I would say. Yeah, Houston Astros are going to get waxed. Four games <laughs> to none. Uh, 15 to nothing in each game in the World Series. No. Uh World Series is set, National League, Atlanta Braves, American League, Houston Astros. I wanted Houston to beat the Red Sox because I could not root for a Boston team. Um, but I, now I want the opposite to happen to them. I want the Braves to absolutely shit pump them. You might feel the opposite as, as you know, you being somewhat close to the Phillies, you might hate the Braves. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the by all accounts, the Astros are heavily favored in this. Um, I think the, the popular pick is to pick the Astros in six games. Um, I'm going to take the Braves in six games just because I like to go contrarian and I'm, I'm not going to pick the Astros. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's good for like guys like Freddie Freeman. I hope he can do well and get his first ring. He's been in the league for 10 plus years now. And the Aaron's old adage of, of teams being there and he wants new teams to kind of get into the mix here. And, uh, you know, it's their third World Series in the last five years. The first two they cheated to get to. They probably cheated to get to this one. Um, so I am fully on the bandwagon um, for the Atlanta Braves. No, I as much as I do like, uh, you know, I do pull for the Phillies in, in you know, certain aspects. Uh, I'm all for uh, I'm all for the Braves this series. I, I'm, I'm, I, I love the Cinderella story. Um, if you would have told me the Braves beat even a, a beat up Dodgers team. I would have probably said you're crazy. So um, they're the Cinderella. It's not even close. Uh, Houston, obviously, is has been there, done that. Um, ever since that cheating allegations, I, I've lost respect for that franchise as well. So uh, as much as I, I do like Altuve, even though he was kind of like the main guy in, in the cheating scandal. So I guess that makes me, you know, I'm like d- double backing on that one. But um, I, I want the Braves to win. I, I think – um, they just weren't supposed to be there. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a cool story for sure. I, I'm a, I like Freddie Freeman. I like Albies. I, I like some of the, the players they have. So I'm not a, I'm not a Braves hater. I would say more so I'm a Mets hater if, if any, if anything, um, in that division, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope the Braves pull it out. I'm maybe I'm not as confident in them as, as you are. I, I think this Astros team is absolutely loaded, uh, loaded with cheaters. Cheaters never win, Aaron. Cheaters never win, and winners never cheat. What's your name's Tom Brady. I was, you took the, you took the, took it right out from under me. That that's, ah, <laughs> uh, can't wait till he retires. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, no, I I hope uh, I hope the Braves pull this out. I I could see the Astros winning this though, uh, gut feeling. Uh, but uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm definitely gonna catch as much as this series as I can. 
I think MLB playoffs are some of the best playoffs out there. I just think every pitch does, you know, matter, not to sound cliche, but it, it's it's going to be, a, especially in Atlanta, obviously uh, them not having a World Series since I, I don't even know when, 90s maybe, maybe. They haven't won a pennant since 99. I think 95 was probably their last World Series. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're guess. right. So uh, they're due, and uh, they're, they're, their fans are going to do the – whatever they call it, almost like the Florida the state. Chop. Yeah. The chop. Yep. All night long. So, uh, but they do have to start out in Houston for two games. I think they, they got to win at least one of these games, find a way to win one of these. Yeah. And Charlie Morton's gone tonight. So uh, that's their guy. He's been there forever. He's like going on 37 years old against a 27 year old. So we'll see. Um, I'm definitely curious to see how this, this plays out for sure. It'll be, it'll be a good series. They play Tuesday night. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll be able to, throughout the next week, we'll be able to, on our show on Friday, hopefully break down a couple of games. And obviously next week, if the series is over, we'll obviously talk about the winner. If the series is still going, we'll talk about, give our feedback, give our analysis on the series as well. I'm going to tune in myself. Um, so I think, I think it'll be good. I mean, I think any, like, like you said, baseball in the world series is, you know, some of the best, you know, sports watching a fan can do. Um, no matter who's who's in the series. So um, obviously not like two major market teams, but obviously like it's it's World Series baseball. It's October. It's always going to be entertaining. Um, both teams have phenomenal players. The storylines are obviously there. Um, but it really helps when you can like hate one team, um, you know, when you're rooting against them heavily. So um, I think that piques my interest 10 times out of 10 times. And uh, it'll be a good series nonetheless. Um, but Aaron, why don't you uh, take us home? Yeah, we uh, NBA and uh, NHL just kind of in, in full swing. You know, we'll we'll update you with storylines and things like that. But we try to touch on at least the biggest things going on. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, coming to you later this week. Break down the, the Thursday night game, which hopefully will be a, a good one. So, oh yeah, uh, look forward to it. And uh, as always, appreciate all the listens. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you later on this week. Take us home.